Living the Sweet Life is a podcast intended for mature audiences only. We'll be using sexually explicit language while discussing many different adult themes. So if you're under the age of 18, please stop listening. Also, please know that our thoughts and opinions should not be taken as professional advice. We're here to answer your questions about the swinger lifestyle. From newbies to longtime swingers, or if you're just curious, we hope to engage you all and to encourage a sex-positive discussion. Now that we've got that out of the way, make yourself comfortable and join us in living the sweet life. gentlemen thank you so much for joining us in this episode of living the sweet life she is my beautiful sexy co-host and wife the lovely trist and he is my wonderful chocolate thunder husband Locke. you know i'm trying to live up to those expectations baby <laughs> <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for joining us in episode 26 of living the sweet life this is going to be a great one we have some awesome guests we got an amazing show a wonderful topic i think and we're doing some new stuff, so bear with us um, with any hiccups. But before we get into that, got to let you guys know that this episode of Living the Sweet Life is brought to you by our partners at altplayground.net. APG is a website that allows you to celebrate your sexiness. That's right, with features like the big wall, where you can choose to participate in posting a picture for the theme of the day, like hashtag Felicio Friday or hashtag Big Bang or the classic hashtag hump day showing them booties, right, baby? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you can let your freak flags fly. That's right. That's right. So, folks, um, that's right. If you are all about letting expressing your freaky side or finding a play date, uh, check out the Playtime Today feature. Uh, there are already a lot of people looking for dates. So if you are, you can certainly find one over there. Absolutely. So. All Playground also allows you to do video conferencing with friends so you can connect with others. That's right, man. So if you're looking to have a good time trying out some new stuff, go to allplayground.net. See you there. All right, folks, again. So let me go ahead and introduce the, the bomber and the bell. <laughs> 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 from living oh check me out living from the sweet life. life how dare i <laughs> from, <laughs> from the black and kinky lifestyle podcast first let me go ahead and say that the bomber and bell are a black married professional couple that has embraced the swinger lifestyle they created the black and kinky lifestyle podcast to help other black couples that are considering non-monogamy or have already traversed the swinger lifestyle and just want to listen to the steamy, and I'm trying to tell y'all, steamy details <laughs> of their adventures meeting couples and attending lifestyle events. They created this podcast because they felt that the voice of people of color has been absent from the conversation of swinging. And how right you are, guys, I'm telling you. Although people are people, facts, uh, but being black represents a different experience 
in the in the lifestyle community that is almost predominantly older and white. This is true. The podcast may help give a voice to other people of color and white individuals who wish to gain a perspective from a group different from their own. What a mission. <laughs> I didn't realize how long that bio was. No. It's all good. It was worth every syllable. It's worth every I don't syllable. I think I've heard that about bio before. <laughs> I'm, I'm the brains behind that operation. Um, you know, you give you a little two cents. Um, yeah. So, how's that mission going for you guys? Y'all enjoying the the, the journey? Uh, I gotta say, yeah, no, it's been um, it's been great. You know, we you know created the podcast because we honestly were looking for one like it uh, and did not find it. There were no like black couples that we knew of that were that had a podcast at the time we started ours. Um, but you know, folks have like sprung up since then. Uh, we'd like to think that we were an inspiration for them. <laughs> right, right. Um, but, uh, but it's been a journey. We've been growing and, you know, we've been you know, doing our thing and it's been great meeting our fans as well. That's right. Like I said, y'all been kicking ass. Y'all been telling those sexy stories. Keep them coming. And y'all been telling the, uh, just like I said, like the perspective that uh, hasn't been out there. You know what I mean? Um, we, we felt the same way. We wanted to hear a voice and you guys came out there, man. And, Y'all were telling the stories, man. Y'all were saying it the way it's supposed to be said. And we appreciate you guys. Thank you. Yeah, man. No, thank you. Beautiful. <laughs> we appreciate y'all, man. Like, I don't know if there's another, like, um, another black couple that's out there doing the podcast thing outside of the uh, the four yeah. here. Uh, I know there are some interesting <laughs> couples out there and they, they also a unique voice that needs to be heard yes but it's good to see it's good to see folks growing yeah, that's yep. right that's right we're loving it so tonight ladies and gentlemen all my sweet talkers everyone within the sound of our voices tonight we're going to be talking about overcoming uh those cultural sexpectations y'all like that we're gonna call those sexpectations we're not gonna say hurdles Turtles are some things that you got to jump over and get out of the way. These expectations are the things that were placed on us early on from birth, man. As soon as we came out, these people people had gave us ideas on who we were and who we're supposed to be. Um, but here we are, right? We're swingers and we say, buck that system and we're doing some fun shit now. Absolutely. That's right, baby. That's right. But I'm going to knock out this housekeeping real quick. So everybody uh, who wants to email us, feel free to contact us at the Sweet Life Podcast at gmail.com. Feel free to follow us on Instagram at the Sweet Life Podcast and follow us on Twitter at Sweet Life Pod. Don't forget that if you couldn't join us in the Sweet Life tonight, that you can always check out our uh, podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And for anybody who wants to check out the YouTube stream like this awesome one here, go to our YouTube channel and subscribe over there as well. We're going to be posting new videos. Um, but yeah, stay tuned. Uh, I think that might be it. I think you got it. God damn, I'm getting good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So y'all know how we go. Y'all know we usually do this before we get into all the action. We got to ask our esteemed guests. Bomber, Bell, how y'all feeling? Why don't you go first? Um, I'm feeling good. I feel like I'm looking like Monique a little bit, but also 
<laughs> Euphoria, the girl, um, Katie. Oh, yeah. On HBO. HBO. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> she starts to be like a cam girl. I feel like oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yes. Oh yes. wow. You guys watch Euphoria? Yes. Yeah. The show is crazy. Show is crazy, but yes. 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 What what's your PayPal? We'll we'll send over those coins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very sexy. Um no, uh yeah, I I'll I'll echo the same. I'm I'm doing fine. I guess just on that same theme, like I have this Batman mask on, but <laughs> a little bit more like a black devil right now. Yeah. Do you <laughs> it's interesting that you you have a, you have an episode right now that is on overcoming uh, uh, you know cultural expectations. I straight up went to the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> we abandoned well, we all of like it. a whole like they're very white angelic over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 All of that. Oh, saints and sinners. That's that's what we have right here. I want to be on the center side, man. That's the fun side. Oh, all right. So beautiful. How you feeling? So I've had an interesting few weeks, actually. Um, so everyone, uh, if if you haven't been living on a rock. Uh, knows what's going on right now with um, Black Lives Matters, um, everything, the riots in multiple states. Um, a lot of people are recently bringing up and talking about race. And the reason why I wanted to bring up my how you be feeling tonight, because it relates to what we're going to talk about tonight. So at work, uh, we have these weekly meetings and they decided to have a conversation about race. So the example that was given, it was a story that was told between two uh, people that were having a conversation. One person was black, the other person was white. So the conversation goes like this. A uh, black person says that, you know, black lives matter. The uh, white opposing person says that, you know, black lives matter, but shouldn't all lives matter? Okay, so when you sit there and you think about it, you ponder, Thank you, thank you, thank you. So then the black person then says that, yes, of course, all lives matter. However, when we say save the rainforest, mm -hmm. do we say save the whole entire forest or right. do we say save the rainforest? Right. Mm -hmm. And then the white person mm -hmm. that sat there and thought about it yeah. and was like, okay, you know what? You're, you're absolutely right because we have a problem with the rainforest so we're trying to save the rainforest we need to fix the problem that we have in that particular area so what happened in that conversation it, it was they were able to basically come to an understanding of why black lives matters not saying that all lives don't matter right. of course all lives matter but we have a problem particularly in exactly. this area that we need to fix mm -hmm. in this particular area is why we're protesting right. or we're having these discussions. Mm -hmm. It's not that all lives don't matter. And I just thought right. I'll share that because it was very interesting. And then from that conversation, the um, the opposite, well, you know, Caucasian or white person actually got it in that mm -hmm. moment of why this was so important. I think that's the most important part that um, they were able to express it in a in a way that helped somebody understand. Mm -hmm. They comprehend yeah. it and hopefully some type of lesson was learned and they can 
you know, maybe have some, something to think about, change their, their frame of mind and they can spread that, that, that message as well. Yeah. So that's basically how I'm feeling. So how are you feeling, Law? Me, baby, I'm feeling progressive as well, man. Like we got a little empowered. <laughs> we went down, we actually went down to uh, Black Lives Matter Plaza um, nice. to celebrate our daughter's graduation. Uh, it was like a family outing and it was just, uh, it was just powerful to see, man. It was, it was powerful to see the words Black Lives Matter walk going right up towards the White House. It yeah. was just, it was real dope to see all the artwork, all the, um, all the poster boards. Um, and we got there right before all the protesting started for that day. But um, I think that was a pretty healthy situation. Yes. Considering that, you know, we had the baby with us, mm -hmm. so we was just in. Uh, we got to see what was going on. Uh, got to feel the power of the, of the movement, and then we got out of there. So it was, it was uh, like I said. I'm, I'm just feeling like I'm feeling good about that, man, because I've been wanting to go down for a while. Yeah, you know, one one thing that I'm noticing happening right now is that I feel like white America got a lot less defensive when it came yeah. to Black Lives Matter. Like they got less defensive when it came to Black Lives Matter and they got a lot less defensive when it came to those Confederate flags and statues. Yeah. Like you don't hear yeah. a lot of opposition to it now. And when people say Black Lives Matter, like now we know, now people understand what it means. Like I feel like a lot of defensive reactions, um, you, know, uh, you know, from the White House down to your average American, like no, Black Lives, Black lives ain't it. Like it's all of us. Uh, uh -huh. uh, yeah. Now people are starting to open up and be like, "Oh, all right, I get it now. Let me let mm -hmm. me listen a little bit more." That's yeah. right. Um, Especially when NASCAR changes. That was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's wild. So yeah, I mean, things are changing for the better. Hey, yeah. we gotta acknowledge our sweet talkers. Hey, people, is they say uh, two of my favorite podcasts. And uh, all shucks, uh, my faves together at last. Look at this. Appreciate yes. it, Christy. That's right. Look at this. Giving power to the people. We are here. We are giving y'all what y'all wanted. Um, we're just glad that y'all showing up. And let's have the conversation. Let's keep the conversation going. So, beautiful. You ready to get into tonight's episode? Let's do it. Let's go. All right, folks, thanks for hanging in there. So here we are, right? It's a group of adults who have made the decision at some point or another to become swingers. Like how the hell did we get here? So there's a lot of factors, right? Uh, in us just being the people that we are. And some of those things include, obviously, our race, our sex, our gender, you know, what we were born as or identified as at birth. Uh, location of where you are and where you're from, and obviously uh, our religion. So, sweet talkers, you heard that quick list. Let us know if you think of any other factors that might contribute to like who you are. So, what do you guys think, Bomber Bell? Like, how do you think your race comes into play, um, just as a level set of expectations? You know, when it comes to just who you are. Period. Um. I mean, honestly, well, let me just acknowledge that I love being black. <laughs> I mean, I love our culture. I love the diversity of it. Um, and I love, uh, you know, just just how, you know, there's so many people like, you know, just 
fly across the spectrum. There's some of us that are real church going, some of us are real, mm-hmm. real conservative, and some of us are real progressive. You know, we're not a monolith, like the bell always says. Um, and I really appreciate that. But I think there are, I think when it comes to being black, um, one thing that I am um, aware of is that uh, when it comes to freedoms around sexuality, feminism, and those kind of things, I feel like blacks are a little bit less, like, I don't want to say behind, because that would be like attaching a value to it, but we're not quite as progressive when it comes to sex as as people might think. You know, you see a lot of, see a lot of our culture, you see a lot of music videos or whatever, you think, you know, everybody's like that, but it ain't like that. I grew up in a very conservative household. My friends grew up in a conservative household. Um, there are very few people in the black community that, that I would be comfortable letting them know that we're in a lifestyle, let alone we yeah. <laughs> talking about this right. shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so I mean, the, when we first got into lifestyle, of course, that was the thing that I thought about was, well, this is, you know, black people don't swing. Like, that's not something that we do. Yes. Um, and I'd be highly surprised if I see any black faces. And then lo and behold, like, it's a whole slew of us. Oh, um, and I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, definitely um, the conservative upbringing and the Christian base and values. But I think a part of that is too that we're often stereotyped to be hypersexualized. You know, you have you know the, the sexy video vixen. You know, she's mm-hmm. the one for everybody, stealing everybody's man. And same thing with the black man. He's over-sexualized, hypersexualized, just trying to knock them all down. Mm-hmm. And so try to fight some of those stereotypes by um, not embracing how we actually want to engage sexually. Um, because it may not only make us look bad, but us as a people look bad that, oh, you know, yeah. we're sitting around, we're playing with different partners and those kinds of things. And let, and let me just, that, that, was, that was great. Let me just say yeah. one thing um, that I think the ability to be free around one sexuality is a privilege is. that Black people mm. have not had. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, man. Country. Wow. You just, just dropped the deep bomb. Come on, man. How are we going to go that deep this early? <laughs> Damn. Sunday night, too. <laughs> I went to church this morning. <laughs> Virtually. <laughs> Virtually. Sweet Talker. We got Sweet Talkers chiming in. Honey, you want to get that one? Yep. So being a Black woman, we've always been stereotyped as overly sexualized women. So growing up, I was raised to be reserved, being sexual, meant being a hoe. Oh, man. You, you nailed it, right? Yeah. That's exactly what the bell was saying. And yep. that's something we're going to get to in just a minute. But that's, that's perfect. We got another Sweet Talker that says, 90s rap music. A man wants the girl <laughs> with the big booty willing to get down, but they don't want to marry them. Woo. Yeah. Another sweet talker yeah. says, exactly. Yeah. I mean, they can't say it any better, right? Yes. I mean, we were we were raised on that shit. Yeah. Right? Raised right. on it. And I'd, I mean, I'd say when it comes to 90s rap, <laughs> I remember the videos. Yo. Yes. Dave but it was Dash, like uh, sprinkling uh, with the champagne all over the woman. <laughs> <laughs> like, but you knew what that was for. Like those yes. were not like th- those were those were objects of you know mm-hmm. those were trophies. Those weren't like people. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yes. Oh. Exactly. 
And that's the tough part, man. But um, yeah, so we're going to dive a little bit deeper, man. Let's get into like that first area. You mentioned something uh, specifically like your conservative background or that we're all we we all basically came from that same conservative background. Like you said, we're, there's still a lot of progress that needs to be made or yes. that can be made. There's still room for us to grow in our sexuality, right? And it's kind of based under, we're under like a blanket of religion. So let's yes. talk about how the re religious aspects, what did we all have to overcome there to be here, right? Uh, like our first bullet point is, is basically, what would the Lord think, right? <laughs> That's something that we like, all What would the Lord think about this? <laughs> right. Um, that's something that we've all had to kind of hear growing up. Maybe, maybe. I'm, maybe. I'm not quite it just sure. Depends on. Yeah, everybody can't say that everybody you know has a, rel a religious background, but mm -hmm. culturally, right? Um, as African American or as you know, just Black individuals, we grew up on church. Mm -hmm. Like you know, from way back when, that was kind of their thing. That Sunday they would go to church, and that was their you know uh, mm -hmm. safe place that everybody right. could kind of go and you can meet up with people of your kind. Mm -hmm. So that may not necessarily be who you are today, but that is the background, you mm -hmm. know, that we have been yeah. brought up on, I guess, and as a culture. Right. Well, I think that one, there's a difference between being religious and being spiritual. Okay. Yes. Different things. I agree with that. Um, and when you talk about being religious, it's talk, talking about, you know, following a specific doctrine. And what we've seen in the Black community is a lot of, a lot of times that doctrine is interpreted in a specific way mm -hmm. to kind of keep us in line, um, mm -hmm. be the perfect Negro, um, do things that, you know, this is how you're supposed to do and that kind of thing. And I think that people often forget, just like, um, you know, when we talk about people um, romanticize who Martin Luther King was, they romanticize mm -hmm. who Jesus was as well. Jesus mm -hmm. was around with the whores and the yeah. and, you know, the prostitutes and all of that. Uh -huh. um, and he wasn't uh, judging them. He wasn't demonizing them. Um, and he gave them space to be who they were and also seek him at the same time. So I think it's uh, if 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 you are truly a believer, um, then you can come to a place where you can understand that um, it's as long. And this is what Bomber says: as long as you are still staying connected to him, to that spirituality, to you know whoever your higher being is, um, you know you're you're still you can still have both. You can live in both. Right. Worlds. Yeah. Um, you don't have to demonize and judge other people because they're not walking the walk the way that you supposedly are. Yeah, Absolutely. And, and again, um, you know, to the sweet talkers, just keep in mind, guys, we're not saying, I don't think any of us are saying that, you know, that you have to believe in what we believe in as far as it goes to like religion or anything right. like that. What we're really just saying is that um, culturally as African-Americans, this mm -hmm. is how it has been, or this is how you're viewed um, if we were right. to tell majority, especially our friends, if we would say that this is what we're doing, we're swingers, it would come to, oh, you need, you need to go pray on it, you know, douse some holy water on it, mm -hmm. and it's, it, are you guys okay? Let me pray for you. It's just, mm -hmm. would be that way for some reason. Mm -hmm. um, right. 
So, and, and I don't know why, but, and also the way that um, if we go back a little bit back to just growing up as a black female, you're just told that, you know, you, you get married, you know, you get a husband and, and then you go to church on Sundays, you have your kids, you go to church, you get married, but that's one way <laughs> it's, it, it's just, but it's so, it has been so passed on, especially, um, with me that this is what you're supposed to do right. versus, you know, be open to whoever you want to be and whatever path you want to follow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when it, when it comes to religion and sexuality, I just want to acknowledge that, um, you know, sometimes we got to ask ourselves why were these religious scriptures so anti-sex, right? Specifically outside of marriage. We have to we have to remember because I think religion gets a bad rap sometimes. We gotta we gotta remember how powerful sex is. Okay, <laughs> for one, it's for many of us it is the most pleasurable thing we will ever experience. Is <laughs> nothing else more pleasurable? If somebody is able to give you that orgasm, well, um, that is the person you will want to have an orgasm. With. And sometimes that can lead to a lot of heartbreak. Um, it could lead to a lot of turmoil. Um, and let's be honest, like sex can be used, it can be weaponized, it can be used to manipulate, it can be used to kill, like, you know, yeah. like rape is a thing. Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. And also, it creates life, like, mm -hmm. it does. this is really dangerous stuff, but at the time that these texts were written, right. there was no condoms, there was no contraceptives, you know, right. like, that chastity stuff that had in I don't I don't know if it, I don't think it was all about although it was in somewhat in, in some cases it was but it wasn't all about oppression it wasn't all about power in many ways it was just it was just a way to control this really powerful ability we mm. had well and it, it was about stuff. controlling money controlling yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. about who, you know who are going to be those heirs that are uh -huh. the inheritance yeah because there's no other way to track that except for you know who begat whoever and who begat exactly that so on and so forth um and so you have to contextualize those things within the time that they are written they are written now there are scriptures and and books of the bible sections of the bible that you can apply to today but as long as you take it within that context right. of that time right you know right. so right. one of the main things you know people bring up one of the ten commandments you know don't cover another man's wife don't mm -hmm. you know uh, commit adultery and that kind of thing and so one of the things we think about within the swinger world is that you're not um you're not supposed to be stealing someone else's partner but that should be given freely right yes so there's that consent um and that that ethical nature of it changes the dynamic of mm -hmm. well, transaction which is right I wanted to get into some of the stuff that the sweet talkers are saying. So, sweet talkers. Yes. So, one sweet talker says that sex and women have started wars. Or my husband says, say sex and that Mugabe. That Mugabe. That Mugabe has started, has started wars. Started many a war. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Can't play around with it. No. <laughs> Absolutely. Another sweet talker says that they've had nightmares about the first time that they've had that they thought about having sex let's see let's oh, go I'm back because you you skipped me 
Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard to keep track. I don't yeah, I know. Everybody's trying to Every Sunday. Yeah. Um, so the next week topic says that definitely there's a difference between being religious and spiritual. A lot of old school folks are religious. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely agree with that. And we got some people just saying preach, preach Amen. Yeah, we love it. We love it. Um, that's right, man. So yeah, so I mean, how it sounds like you guys had that uh, reconciling conversation before you joined the lifestyle. I got to say that um, we aren't the most religious. We have a sense of spirituality, but we're not necessarily religious, right? Um, we find a way to have peace in our heart with uh, some kind of higher power or creator or whatever. But we've had those discussions as far as like, just we know that we're married. And yes. if you want to go into like the religious side of it, saying that, you know, um, what you do in your marital household is, is okay. That's how we've, as long as I'm doing this with my wife, we're good. We're good to go. But what about you guys? What was that journey like? What was that conversation like for you? Um, it definitely didn't happen before we got into the lifestyle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, um, so how do you feel about this? Like how right. we um because because we are religious and we've come from very religious backgrounds uh -huh. um I, I would say we're spiritual um, gotcha. from religious backgrounds um but like the bomber said yeah we go to church every sunday uh -huh. we're you know involved in our our churches our con congregations and all that kind uh -huh. of stuff. um and so we we had to sit down and really think and I, like i said interpret for ourselves um how we felt about it. And then there was times where we we were really into the lifestyle and we were going to stuff every weekend. And so, you know, going to church uh, slipped off, like, you know, praying, all those kind of things slipped off. And so that was also a wake up call for us to say, okay, let's check back in to make uh -huh. sure that our priorities are in order. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, 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 all of that is right. I mean, one thing I'll acknowledge is that even though we come from some uh, pretty conservative backgrounds, um, I think in, in, in some ways, individually, we were already somewhat challenged. We, we challenged those traditional beliefs anyway. Like I, I was kind of a rebel. The bell was kind of a rebel. Um, and, you know, I think when it came to our spirituality, we were somewhat on in, on our separate individual journeys um, to make sure that we were we were close with God. When it came to our marriage, I think we relied more so on um, just our communication with one another, um, mm -hmm. our our journey, and making sure that our marriage um, still remained strong. That was that was not. I don't, I wouldn't say that was yeah. necessarily a religious journey. That mm -hmm. was a me and Bell journey. Right. Yeah. Right. And, you know, and, and we're, we're believers about this, you know, the definition of when it, when it comes to sin, you know, it's really about anything that really takes you away mm -hmm. from a relationship with, with our God, you know, Got that's you. what we believe. And so despite what's going on, like in the lifestyle, like, you know, when I thank God for being alive, the lifestyle is part of that. Like, you know, I'm happy oh, that I have a wife that. and I have the kind of relationship <laughs> that can engage in that kind of stuff. Hell yeah. Falling apart. That's what's yes. up, man. Love that. Love that. I'm going to jump over to the sweet talkers. Someone said, it's funny how the chastity belt was used to control and now it's a <laughs> porn category. <laughs> well played. Well played. All right. Last thing I'm going to say about the religion thing. Like, okay. 
uh, I came up in a Catholic school, right? I went, the, I went the whole Catholic route and it was like real hardcore, like no porn, no masturbation. I got to tell you the feeling of guilt that I had when I masturbated as like a young, a young dude, I felt so bad, like every time. <laughs> I would get so sad. It was it was terrible, man. But ultimately, uh, you know, you just find a way to just like keep going. I don't know. And I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. I think I just actually started having sex and it was just like, eh, this isn't so bad. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. But, yeah, that was always the big He thing. gave us he, our balls create so much semen. Like why? Yeah. <laughs> Let's keep it real. Exactly. Why did God do that if He did not want us masturbating? <laughs> we can't right. all the time. We, we can't, can't yes. man. Yes. I mean, it's a, it's a joystick. It just looks like something we're supposed to play with, you know? Yes. And Should have made our arm shorter. I don't know. <laughs> what a sweet talker says that sex is a is spiritual, much power behind the pleasure and sexual fulfillment. That's right. That's right. I like that one too. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. All right, so the next uh, area, uh, what about the expectations or sex expectations of like possessiveness? Uh, like, um, excuse me, that's my man, or the literal meaning of fighting, fighting for what's quote unquote yours. yours. Like you was expected, if somebody was to buy your woman a drink, you were supposed to run over there and grab her by the shoulder. I mean, these are the types of ideas that we were brought up on and just saw it, like, like you said, in those rap videos or whatever, um, or just neighborhood, you know, Absolutely. just uncle and, in them and dudes and I, on the street. And I think that that's one of the things, to be honest, that gets us in trouble or mm -hmm. me in trouble, not us, me, I'll say it, um, in trouble when we go to regular vanilla um, type of clubs. I've gotten in trouble there before because... By who? Not by me? No, 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 no. Oh. What I mean by... <laughs> yeah. what I, mean I want to know how Trish got in No, what I mean by trouble is just that because we're in the lifestyle and we're so comfortable with who we are and what our values is as a couple in marriage, um, that he can be okay with me going to the bar and having a conversation with another male that's standing there and he's doing his thing whatever that is but what i get from the guy is like oh you're here with your husband is he does he mind if you're talking to me right. or are you mm -hmm. are, is he okay with you talking to me mm -hmm. yes i'm just having a conversation with you i'm not like flirting with you i'm not trying to have sex with you i'm just literally being nice and having a conversation with you but the first thing you ask is is it okay, it, right, you know? Right. And we don't get that in a lifestyle, you know? Mm -hmm. I can go, you know, with no clothes on and walk across the resort or walk across the club and it's not a whole issue. Yeah, I gotta say, I, you know, as much as I, as much as I criticize the feminist movement at times, <laughs> I'm glad it's kind of fighting against some of that possessiveness. Because I think the possessiveness is really about men controlling women and owning women. And like, I feel like in the lifestyle, women are a lot more empowered. And so that, that culture is yeah. a little different, but I think that's, that's kind of, that's kind of changing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So Bell, what do you think? Like, as far as having those feelings of, or, or fighting those expectations of like, uh, you want to let somebody talk to your man or anything like that? 
Bell just stabbed somebody last weekend for trying. Um, but you know, I think one, I think that comes a lot from media and stereotypes that you know you have to be claiming. I think a part of that is um somewhat of the protective nature, um, particularly of black men, um, for black women. And so making sure that, you know, she's protected. But there's also this kind of notion that, you know, like she can be a freak, but she can only be a freak with me. Um, and there's uh, yes. things that you can do with me. Um, otherwise, you know, she's a hoe or whatever like that. And so mm -hmm. it's understanding that, like, if she's a freak with you, then she's a freak. She's a freak. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's not going to be just contained to your relationship. And so, um, really, men, that's them looking inwardly, and women looking inwardly to reconcile some of that insecurity. Um, one, if you're insecure at all, you shouldn't even be in the lifestyle. Um, but, Facts. you know, having, you know, those expectations of trust that I know if you're talking to someone, that you know if something comes up or you know something inappropriate happens you're going to share that with your partner um and you know as far as i'm concerned no one individual can possess another one uh, absolutely certain arrangement put together <laughs> <and everybody>. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and have a ball um but this is not his pussy it's my pussy it's on my body so i own it love it uh -huh. you know and so i get to choose within you know the realms of our relationship what i can do with that um, that's right i love that i love that what do you think uh trist anything else to add there yep one of our sweet talkers says that that is a caveman instinct don't touch my woman mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. and then another sweet talker says lady in the streets freaking the sheets yeah <laughs> love it love it yeah. absolutely absolutely I'm going to go back for a second, though. Uh, uh, another sweet talker, I think when I was talking about having uh, the masturbation issues. <laughs> issues. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, your issues. Someone said that their first sexual experience was with a woman. I prayed with my rosary for weeks. Oh. Can you imagine Wow. That? A sexy prayed. Wow. <laughs> um, right. And someone else said mine was with a church girl while at church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, you might need to say a few Hail Marys after <laughs> Somebody responded by saying that the holy water was boiling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, my sweet talkers, man. Y'all are the best. Love it. Keep it coming, folks. We love it. This one actually kind of relates to the last one, man. When we talk about toxic masculinity, mm -hmm. right? I mean, and that's just rampant uh, um, from what I grew up in as far as, like, you are supposed to be hard. You are supposed to, you know, um, plant your flag, this your woman. Or if you had a, a child by a woman, that's your baby mama. You know what I'm yes. saying? You grow mm -hmm. up hearing that stuff all your life. Or I did. I mean, I'm not going to say everyone, but that was a part of my upbringing. That was some stuff I had to reconcile with or just kind of defeat, jump over. Like, no, man, like my woman is my woman like this is my partner in life like for as much as you want to say that she belongs to me i belong to her just as much uh -huh. you know what i'm saying like and we come to our agreements on things that we're going to do and like you said babe when you was at if you're at the club and things like that 
um, and people give you compliments or they compliment me on her. You know, your wife is beautiful, man. Tell her. He said, tell her. Yeah, tell her. It's okay. It's cool. Tell her. You know what I'm saying? It's like telephone. You tell him to tell me. Yeah. You can tell her right. she's right there. Right. Right. You got to like coach some of these guys sometimes. Like it's, it's okay. It's definitely yes. okay. It's like there's no disrespect. They're, yeah. You're not being disrespectful by saying my wife is attractive. Exactly. That's not disrespectful. You know, exactly. you know, toxic masculinity is a funny thing because like, first of all, you cannot be in a lifestyle with, like, and, and have this text toxic masculinity thing going on. It just, it can't, they can't coexist. Mm -hmm. I think there are like two places where toxic masculinity works. Um, in prison and uh, <laughs> on the football field. maybe like on the battlefield when you're at ah, Right, uh, <laughs> right. And, and certain sports as well. Like if you're yes. If you're boxing, like if you're like, yeah, yeah you can't, you can't be. Like, oh, I wonder, I wonder how this man's background has affected his emotions. <laughs> you can't really, you know no, what I mean? Right, right, Toxic right, masculinity right. has its right. place, not it in does. intimate relationships. It has no. no place in intimate relationships at all. That's yes. in the lifestyle, because um, in order to really be successful in your relationships, in order to be successful in any of your intimate exploits. You got to be willing to be in touch with your feelings, know where you at, be able to express them. Because um, I've seen it. I've ha I have uncles who express this kind of thing and none of their relationships have worked. They've always failed every time. Right. Uh, you, cannot have a you cannot have a successful relationship as a man by embracing toxic masculinity. And it's a thing. A lot of people don't believe it's a thing, but you got to look that up and understand what it's about. Masculinity is good, but when it becomes exactly. toxic, it's problematic. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So what do you think about like inflated male egos or even how about this? How about I wrote this note down uh, just today. The whole Bootsy story. Um, terrible. Terrible. Right. So Bill, yes, would you mind giving a example. little background on that one or do you want me to do it? So um, so basically this is a little Bootsy. Um, uh, this is what is this? Oh, I N D P E N C. That's the little <laughs> yeah. Okay, so he went on this like Instagram or social media rant about how you know he had his like twelve year old, eleven year old nephew and son uh, mm -hmm. gave them basically prostitutes, right, to sleep with grown women, mm -hmm. with lots of questions there. Yeah. Yes. To sleep with so that they could you know they'd be you know more manly and mm -hmm. they would grow up to be gay and right, it would right. know you know all what to do and that kind of thing um so let's be clear that's right yes, <laughs> yes 100 right <laughs> those are children on, on, online right right <laughs> um and you know the women who participated in that are complicit in that act um as well and you know i, I think and, and I think this, you know, has to do, part of this also has to do with, again, the history of racism and systematic racism in our country is the fact that we feel like uh, our, our black boys in particular have to toughen up. Um, and they don't get to be children. Mm -hmm. In society, I think it's by the age of five, they're no longer viewed as children and, you know, right. and with these adult expectations from the world around them. And so we don't allow them to be children. And we've internalized that, um, not just what society is saying or how they're treating our boys, um, but we internalize that like Bootsy has and has them engage in these 
uh, adult activities mm-hmm. um, when it's not necessary. You can raise a strong man mm-hmm. by having him sleep with a grown woman before he's hit puberty. Yeah. Yeah. Not necessary. Exactly. Um, you know, we need to be teaching them about compassion and mm-hmm. you know, how to take care of women. Um, how to treat a woman and that should be something that you know he sees you do with his mother um you know that's a prime example of how to do that and i don't think boozy does well with his baby mamas either <laughs> so you know his focus is in in the wrong place uh with that and so i think some of that also comes up with that internalized um that toxic masculinity with black men because they feel like they have to be hard in order to live in the world that we live in mm-hmm. you have to be hard you have to be this certain way mm-hmm. you can't like let anybody see you have emotions or be vulnerable or anything mm-hmm. like that and that's very detrimental to just a person's mental uh stability ability yes. engage in relationships yeah. Um, and just be a functional person. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, Absolutely. Let's see. Well, the sweet, sweet talker, talker says that, oh, gee, that Boosie story is sickening, and I'm still wondering why he is not canceled by the community. Yep. And someone responded by saying the community hasn't canceled him because it feeds into the issue. We as a community have an issue with male homosexuality. That was the next bullet homophobia, yeah. man. Yeah. Homophobia. So it's like, okay. Let's tie this back into the lifestyle. So how do we defeat this idea of toxic uh, masculinity within the lifestyle? How do we defeat that? How, how did we get past that to get to where we are? Bomber, like you were saying, you know, we have to be, we had to find ways to be sensitive, to ask those questions, to be in touch with our emotions. Do you think that has helped you in this lifestyle game? I mean, I think before being in the lifestyle, I mean, I, I think this is a common thing with us. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I was already kind of trying to educate myself in um, making sure that my intimate relationships with my with with my significant other mm-hmm. um, were as efficient as possible, um, and. So I think in many ways I was I was blessed just walking into my relationships with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it you know when it came to that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in my relationships, I tried to make sure that whatever woman I'm with, she knows that I'm not really going to judge her when it comes to her you know sexual history, when it comes right. to sexual desires. Mm-hmm. Like she has to know that because then she could be honest with me about that, you know, yeah. like she doesn't have to hide herself right. and uh-huh. I have to hide myself either. With yes. that kind of mindset, getting into the lifestyle really wasn't difficult at all. It was just, it, I mean, there were some, you know, visual aspects of it, clearly, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I had to get over, right. um, but I think just, you know, you know, I had already walked in knowing that some of the things, some of the messages I was getting from some of my peers, my father, my uncles, like, I was just like, um, I don't, I don't think that works. Like, I've, I've had conversations with women, like, I don't, I don't think that that works. And you've been divorced like four times. So clearly, you're not doing, <laughs> right. you're doing right. something wrong. Um, so I kind of took my own path ab- ab- about it. Um, okay. Worked out for me. Yeah. What about um, homophobia? right? Was there um, an idea that 
you know, uh, first of all, happy Pride Month. <laughs> yes, happy Pride Month. <laughs> you know, there's no idea. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but like, gay was something that, yeah. one, it was just like, uh, misunderstood. It was, um, it was, it was made to believe for me that uh, anything gay was just or gay or homosexual or out of the ordinary. Anything other than straight was like weird mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. even bad or you're, you're just not supposed to be that way. And, and just being raised under that kind of that kind of notion was like black else. men can't be bisexual without being gay. Like an exactly a bisexual yeah. man. Like uh-huh. you're, you're just gay. Yes. That's what it was. Yes. Exactly. That's what it was. And it took a long time to actually get cultured on it and to really understand having conversations with um, homosexual people or even family members coming out of the closet and having those discussions to really learn and understand what it is and to build, you know, to have that tolerance. You know what I'm saying? Well, how do you feel? I have a question like piggybacks off of that for you, actually. How do you feel that that's helped you in the lifestyle as far as, mm-hmm. um, that particular notion do you mm-hmm. think that that's helped you in the lifestyle to be a little bit more understanding of people mm-hmm. and not really judge them for whatever activities that they decide that they want to do as an individual or as a couple you're asking me yes, or you. okay yeah no i think um growing in the lifestyle and uh, growing uh, to understand uh the dynamics of sex and sexuality uh definitely has helped um, in the lifestyle, you become more comfortable understanding that people aren't just straight or women aren't just expected to be the bisexual ones to have fun. Um, there are just so many different facets, so many different ideas and people that enjoy uh, doing what they do. It, it's made you more, it's make me more comfortable. Um, and even the idea of, I think we were going to get to this a little bit later of like having um, a threesome with two men back in the day yeah would be a little uncomfortable because there's another dick in the room you know yep. what are you what are you going to do with that you're going to look at another man's dick yeah you know so you get like uh dirty looks if that was something that even crossed your mind but you grow to understand that that shit isn't about me at all uh, and you know it's about her pleasure it's about i don't know you just break away from all that and just I don't know. I found ways to just get comfortable just understanding like I mean I, I'm I'm going to acknowledge this right now. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm long, but I'm just going to say that the lifestyle has not been very open when it comes in my in our experience. Mm-hmm. So women, y'all can do whatever the fuck y'all want. Yeah. Okay, y'all okay. Can, <laughs> whatever. Mm-hmm. When it comes to men, the lifestyle mm-hmm has been kind of like consistent with my upbringing when it comes to sexuality. Like, mm. you know, like bisexual men have not been welcomed in the lifestyle. In, the, in my experience, I haven't mm-hmm. seen that. Um, and certainly not homosexual men. Like men, right. male, male sex at all has not been welcomed yeah. in, our, in our lifestyle scene. So I, that, so I want to acknowledge no. that. I, yeah, no, I agree with that. I, I haven't seen it, but I haven't I, seen. I was I'm hearing say that. it a lot more often, though. I gotta say, I'm I'm um, I'm listening to more podcasts, and I'm hearing a lot more uh, bisexual men are 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 ready to play. They're they're yeah. coming out. They're they're claiming their bisexuality. They're and um, I was actually very surprised by one 
um, yesterday I was listening to the Naked Relationship podcast. Didn't know he was bisexual, but you know, uh, it was it was a surprise. You know what I'm saying? I think it was like my first time listening to them, but it was like, okay, so there's another bisexual man podcast. You know, just um, so I just feel like it's it's getting more prevalent. I'm not seeing it, but I'm hearing about it. Yeah, you know? but I just also would be interested to know their take on the lifestyle, like from their perspective. Yeah. Like we have our perspective as far mm -hmm. as being black in the lifestyle, mm -hmm. but I like to hear that side as well. Like, you know, how, how did you navigate that? And how does it work for your relationship? Like, I'm really interested in it. Um, Cause we met, um, help me brain fart. By the by. Right. We met by the by, but we've met them for like five minutes in my opinion. It was. So, uh, we didn't really get the chance to really like, you know, hang out and have a conversation, but I'm so interested mm -hmm. to know their story or any type of couple that has that type of dynamic and mm -hmm. how they um, are perceived in the lifestyle. Right, right. So, yeah. yeah. Hit me up. <laughs> I haven't um, heard about or, you know, we haven't met a couple where there's a bi male that's a part of the couple a black bi male that's a part of the couple um and i'm sure they're out there I, i'm sure like a lot of them are still undercover in the closet um because uh you know the stigma of that in the black community um you know we had the whole down low brothers in the late uh what was that late 90s yeah, early 2000s mm -hmm. like that was the whole thing um and so being and finding couples that are open to that because then you know you're already a, a minority in this group and so then you're like a super minority to find another couple that has another by male um mm -hmm. if that's what you're looking for mm -hmm. um very difficult and then it's you know the community is small so but mm -hmm. i'm sure some are afraid of is that someone will find out that the man is bi mm -hmm. yeah. and, and that's going to circulate throughout the community and nobody's going to want to play with them mm -hmm. or okay. hang out with them um and, and it's unfortunate like we're not looking for a bi male but if someone is looking for that that's fine like i don't care like yeah. if email and you happen to be at a party with us or something like that mm -hmm. um, that's fine you know I'm, I'm open to that but um you know i think pe some people are like well no i don't even if they're going to be there i don't even want to be there like i don't want to open myself up to that and frankly if you're in the lifestyle you need to open up to yourself to a few things <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. nothing no. should surprise you at this point Let's catch up. You're afraid that somebody's gonna look at your dick. This is not the group. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. there's no penis. Right. Baby, wanna catch up on some of these sweet talkers? Yes. Uh, saying, let's see. Educate yourself, remove judgment and stereotypes that you have been taught. It's a journey. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yes, being in lifestyle is a journey in myself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Someone else says, does the lifestyle give space for black men to experience bisexual or experimental desire? That sounds like um, somebody no. new to, to the game, right? Not, yeah. not really. Not really. Every, every bisexual person we've seen in the lifestyle has been a white man. I yeah, mean, I've agree. not met any uh, black men that are bisexual. Not to say they don't exist, I just haven't. Yeah, that they, they didn't admit it yeah. at least. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, someone else says, sex don't make strong men sad way of thinking for black men mm -hmm. um 
Let's see, another one says, LS for men has way more restrictions than women. I've never seen bisexual men in the clubs. Yeah, I mean, it's like, that's what I'm saying. I'm hearing them talk on like podcasts and things, but I'm not seeing them. And I gotta Mm -hmm. say, that is a fact. As a matter of fact, even, Bama, when you mentioned that, um, uh, that you haven't seen like bisexual or even like straight up homosexual activity, it reminds me of last year when Desire um, would not allow uh, the mm-hmm. the bisexual couple, I can't remember their show, Toward Souls. Uh, Toward Souls, yeah. Yeah, they wouldn't allow them to come in because they were a, uh, they appeared to be a lesbian couple. That was crazy. The that fact was crazy. Like there was two women. Like two I, women. I'm kind of surprised at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I thought they would let that slide. But right. That was, that was a big one. Yeah. So, but, uh, uh, but I but I also suspect like I don't know I've never seen Torrid Souls. Um, yes, have. have I? Yeah, I have. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh my god. Forget <laughs> <laughs> what I said. Right. Okay, no, so yeah, I mean, I just thought that was something. Um, uh, so I definitely agree with that. So, let's see, let's see what else they saying, baby. So next we talker says that single men aren't allowed in their local club after ten. Mm. Oh, no single, wow. right? Yeah, right. Um, I mean we know how the lifestyle is, but yeah. like shit don't get popping until like midnight. I know, <laughs> exactly. right? Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Ten o'clock, you just coming. Well, you a get there man, that like he 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 takes himself seriously. Like he takes yeah. this seriously. He's he's on schedule. That's what they want. Uh huh. They want yes. him to be there. Be they don't want people just straggling in after they uh-huh. went. Uh huh. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, <laughs> <Yes>. well, <you laughs> know. So I I I do. I mean, we have a couple of more to get into, mm-hmm. but I I do want to ask you guys uh, this question because uh, we've had a question like this asked before to us as well. Um, do you feel like you have to work harder? because you are a black couple in the lifestyle, like work harder being to actually um, get to know people or so that they know that you're open and that you're, you're okay, Mm -hmm. you know, with talking to them and you don't have to just stick with, you know, another black couple. Like, do you feel like you have ever had to like, just work harder to make sure that people know that you're approachable? I I don't know. It it depends. I've, I've not, I did not have that feeling i don't have that feeling most of the time but i feel like when we went to trapeze in oh, atlanta yeah. mm-hmm. i had that feeling like mm-hmm. it was clickish and there was some racial overtones there mm-hmm. it was just a weird experience but i think for the most part not really but i don't know i'm i'm a black man our the way black men are seen in a lifestyle is totally different so i can't say that's something mm-hmm. I don't know if you feel the same way. Yeah, I mean, I think there there's one experience where I guess I could have tried harder, but I just was not. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, it, I think it depends on the crowd. Um, if it's a mixed, if it's a fairly mixed crowd, then no. Or you know, if it's a black crowd, whatever, fairly mixed crowd, no. Um, but if it's a predominantly white crowd or um, you know, non people of color crowd, then and there's somebody I want to talk to, then I would probably say yes. Um, mm-hmm. Because one, and I, I don't know if it's about them thinking that, trying to figure out if we're approachable or if I'm approachable, but there may be some like, well, I don't know, like they don't, just don't know how to talk to black people. Like a lot of what we've heard 
from white couples is like we just don't know how to approach black couples mm -hmm. right. right things to say um and that kind of thing to to start a conversation yeah i think it's a lot of hesitance there um around you know whether or not we can interact and engage yeah i mean just approach me the same way you'd approach anyone else. Say what's up, say hi, what you're yeah. drinking, how you doing? I like your, you know, I like yeah. her skirt or whatever, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, there's something there I, I definitely wanted to catch in the, uh, in, for the sweet talkers. Someone said, oh, this is our friend Duchess Casimir. Make sure y'all check her out. Um, yeah, she Oh yeah, we know Duchess. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thanks for jumping in there, Duchess. So uh, she says, gay clubs have the same sex positive atmosphere that LS clubs have. So then that would make me question, then does... Are they do, a little bit more... No, it's just, I am so just glad where, she said that. Yeah, I know, right? That's, that's a good perspective. So then um, are gay clubs the place where homosexuals go to participate in their lifestyle in the lifestyle yo i mean i think we've talked we about, talked about, this. Talked about yeah. this a little bit because i think it's one yes swapping partners is a part of their culture like random stuff mm -hmm. is a part of the culture um and uh, often at times that happens at clubs um as well and so i think again i think it it, it still puts the bi male in a um somewhat interesting position because right. you then have to choose what you want. So if I want dick, then mm -hmm. I have to go to the gay club. Mm -hmm. But see, I have to go, you know, to the lifestyle club or something right. like that. Um, and it's not like I can go to one place and- Right, right. One-stop um, shop. Yeah, one-stop right. shop. Because either yeah. way, you know, mm -hmm. I'm at the gay club, you know, and mm -hmm. women that go to gay male clubs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But they're usually straight and they're just like, oh, party, this is so fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's not, it may not be what that person is looking for. And same, they may not feel comfortable exposing themselves as by looking for a man in a lifestyle setting. Um, and so it's kind of you have to walk these special yeah. lines uh, to do that. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll say, say it. I've said it before, I don't think gay men need the lifestyle. They don't need the lifestyle. There's like the the gay club community is very, like Kashmir said, like she needed, somebody needed to say that. Uh, but I think what Bella's what Bella saying is right. When it comes to bi men in particular, they're sort of in a precarious position. Mm -hmm. yeah. I still think like, you know, if they want a man, they, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> got you, got you. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, man. Uh, so the next stop was the ideas of promiscuity, slut shaming, you a hoe, you know, that whole, that whole thing, right? Somebody who, it, okay, I don't know about y'all, but growing up, you were judged by your number of sex partners, yes. right? Yes, hate that question. How many people you have sex with? Why you wanna know? Right, mm -hmm. right, you know? that was always a thing like the the higher the number for the women the more of a hoe she was mm -hmm. the higher the number for the men the more of a player he was it, it was definitely a double standard yeah what do y'all think definitely true um i've counted the number of women i slept with and like i don't i don't think i'm like a pimp a player or anything like that like <laughs> at the number <laughs> yeah. your post lifestyle 
even pre-lifestyle, it's, it's, it's yeah. right. Like it's, it's just, <laughs> um, but, um, but no, you're right. There, there's clearly a double standard there, but yes. I'm going to keep it real. Like when it comes to like the vanilla environment, just outside of the lifestyle, um, like if you're a fairly attractive woman, you could get a lot of dick. Like, mm -hmm. but like if you're a dude, like, if you're not making like a high income, like even if you're a good looking dude, you know, it's not that e it's not as easy. So I feel like for women, it's not a, it's not a, uh, um, it's not a, a, an indication of how successful she's been in her relationships. Right. <laughs> Man, it is an indicator <laughs> of success. Like I believe that makes total sense, but it, or is like the judgment that comes with it. Yes. Um. That's 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 something that that I yeah. think I hope we're moving forward from. Right. Exactly. And that's that was that's what I was trying to get out of you. Exactly. Like that thing. What is that thing that we had to get over in order to participate in the lifestyle? We had all these ideas of these sexual double standards, and the more partners she has, how do you break free of that? Mm -hmm. How do you feel comfortable with that as a woman or a man to say? I'm okay with having sex with three dudes tonight. You know what yes. I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right. uh, whatever. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, think, I'm okay with that. I'm fine. I'm comfortable. Yeah, I still think that even people in the lifestyle, they are a little bit, they still hold on to that idea of embarrassment, mm -hmm. honestly. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it, it's that thing where, you know, if I've had, you know, three, four people, I suck four or five dicks just mm -hmm. now. Like, are you going to feel a certain way about me or are you still going to want to play with me? I think that you're not everyone, but a lot of people still hold that embarrassment like mm -hmm. idea. Right. So why is it embarrassing? You know, I'm going to keep it. Okay, go ahead. I'm no, sorry. Go ahead. Let's I'm, go. I'm going to say this real quick. Go. If I was a chick. I would have definitely had a whole face, like serious. Like <laughs> I would have been getting it in, like just to get it out of the way. Like, honestly, like what? You discover the orgasm and like you could just like you could just fuck the football player and it's all good like, <laughs> like yeah. fuck not like right. I, I get it you know what I mean uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's actually funny because um, I'm in some different Facebook groups and there was a whole discussion because there's these women who are like I didn't have a whole phase in my 20s and now like I'm in my 40s and I'm married and mm, I missed out like I missed you can join the lifestyle <laughs> live out your whole phase in the lifestyle um That's right yep. <laughs> it's like you know i don't like once i got married like i stopped carrying bodies like why why are mm -hmm. we Mm -hmm. that anymore. Yep. I can't keep up sometimes. I don't even know if you can keep up being a like, I mean, <laughs> no. I, I, when I say it like that, it, it makes it sound like, you yeah, know, that's right, baby. Where, you know, I guess for hoes, but I, I don't even think I can really, like, count, yeah. <laughs> honestly. I think a lot of that happens, particularly when women are slut-shaming other women, is because yeah. of how they feel about themselves. Yep. Mm -hmm. I had a, a situation in undergrad where, undergrad where it was a group sex kind of thing, and another girl, like the next day, was like, "Oh, you such a hoe!" Because I was like, "Bitch, you were there with me." You know, so it's like it's because she felt guilty about what she did. Mm -hmm. right. Yes, 
can do with me because I had a ball. I had a great time. Yep. That's what I'm talking about. She felt some type of way about herself. And so she had to project that judgment onto mm-hmm. me to try right. to make me feel bad about myself um, to reconcile her feelings. And so I yes. think anytime we're, you know, slut shaming or anything like calling women hoes and all that kind of stuff, I will take the slut, you know, moniker uh, all day, uh, you know, mm-hmm. that's fine. I really don't care. Um, because it's all about who, if if you are grounded in who you are, Mm -hmm. then it shouldn't matter. Now you shouldn't be judging other people, but if you're grounded in who you are, it shouldn't matter what other people are saying or thinking about you. Like if you enjoy dick, you enjoy dick. You want to suck. That's it. That's it. That that doesn't have anything to do with me. You know. Mm -hmm. Let's see. What do you think, Bomber? Before I jump to these sweet talkers, you got anything there? Um, no, I mean, I think that, um, what the bell said about women in particular being like, like, like guys are simple. Like, I mean, you know, we might just call you a hoe or something like that. Even then, like after we get past our thirties, like a lot of, a lot of guys aren't doing that kind of shit anymore, Uh but women (laughs) are relentless. Like it's really women being afraid of women when it comes to about their sexuality i don't think it's i don't think it's about men but i don't i don't i don't know maybe i'm wrong about that but mm-hmm. women talk about other women and it's 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 horrible you guys are just <laughs> yeah I'm, not, I'm not counting your baddies don't count mine exactly yeah. thank you yeah so we got a sweet talker that says i'm not a hoe i'm a freak hell yeah <laughs> i love it that's yes. right and someone else says a hoe face is so necessary mm-hmm. it is trying to tell you Yo, if you're dealing with a woman who hasn't had her whole phase, like, you <laughs> did you did you have your whole phase? Trying to tell these no, young brothers. I don't think I had like a whole phase. I think I just did whatever I wanted to. I'm kind of sort of the same. Just a steady stream <laughs> of dick no, all it, your life. Huh? It's not that. I just go by, you know, the seat of my pants. If, if whatever my moment is yeah. in that moment, then that's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And I carry that in the lifestyle too. That's what it used to drive people actually crazy when they used to ask me. And I still say this to this day, at the beginning, when we started, you know, I used to get asked all the time, well, are you bisexual? No. And the reason why I say no, it has nothing to do with, oh, because I, there are women that are actually bisexual, meaning that that is your lifestyle. That is how you identify yourself. And that's the things that you do. I am not that. I literally go by the moment of whatever I feel is going on. Right. So I don't go day to day and say that I'm attracted to a woman because it's not that's not the case. Mm-hmm. It's just in that yeah. moment, this is yeah. how I feel and this is what I want to do. I feel you. So for that, I just feel like I don't it have to be in this box. Sound like it you. Right. Yeah. It's like it doesn't define me and I don't feel in that box. So I'm not yeah. in that box. Yeah. She's not the type of person to be put in a box or be defined, right? <laughs> and I'm not trying to speak for you but it seems like you don't want to try to like manipulate their title. Like, no, that's right. their title and you're right. not doing it any justice. You don't want to right. claim that. Because I, yeah. that's, I can't fully say that, that. that is, that is me. I get you that. Know? Cause I respect it, that. Cause what I've experienced in a lifestyle and everybody, you know, feel free to chime in sweet talkers is that when you say, Oh yeah, I'm a bisexual female. Then it's like all these females start trying to talk to me and like, and to get with me, like when we're at the club, like literally one time we had, there were like five women mm-hmm. trying to talk to me and trying to sleep with me. 
that is not going to do anything for me. Like that I sounds really, like a great video. I'm sorry. I'm I mean, <laughs> it was great. <laughs> it was great, but I'm literally sitting there like, no, like this is not this is not my jam. <laughs> it's just not. It's not who I am. But Definitely my jam, though. I'm <laughs> telling you, <laughs> I'm being silly. I'm but I definitely can appreciate, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think the manner in which that they, they was trying to get you to. Oh it yeah, it's a little bit aggressive. Just, yeah, they just like blocked oh. in. They swarmed in. Yeah. Kick me out of the group. I was yeah. like, okay, well, damn. Damn, I'll, they kicked you out, Mark. Yeah, I went to go talk to the husbands. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it yeah. was insane of how they became like aggressive when yeah. they thought that you know, oh, you're bisexual, so it's okay if I touch your titty and it's okay mm-hmm. if I you know smack you in the ass and and do all these things. That's not okay. Like, <laughs> nope, not at all, man. So uh, the last section, last area we're going to go to, folks, we're going to talk about just the overall swinging BDSM kink community, right? Uh, Coming up, and whenever you initially got hip to it, it was always brought to me as, you know, that's some white people shit. Like, I didn't think, like y'all said in, in the beginning of the show, didn't see people of color. We didn't know that we did this shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, it's almost like in order for us to like have overcome that, we had to just be in it, you know, and now we're here. Now we're here. Like you said, again, earlier in the show, uh, you didn't, there weren't uh, black couple podcasts. Here we are, you know, all four of us. And now we're rocking and rolling. It's like, we're pushing that envelope forward. And, you know, a lot of our sweet talkers seem like they participate in the lifestyle too. There are some who are new, but, um, and I, if I'm not mistaken on some of them, you know, people that follow us on Twitter, IG or whatever, they are people of color, man. Yep. So we here, we coming out, we're breaking you know, through that, that, uh, you know, this is some white people shit. What do y'all think? Yeah. You know, one, one thing I'm really happy about is by the time we entered the lifestyle, social media had already exploded. Mm-hmm. What I feel like happened um, that may not have been happening before, and I don't know, I appreciate folks who are veterans in this lifestyle to, to chime in, but like um uh, black people are there are a lot of black freaks out there like there's some mm-hmm. real kinky shit going on that really humbled me because i'm like I, i'm it's not white people shit but it's them black people over there doing that shit uh-huh. <laughs> but i'm glad they doing it yeah. <laughs> um we black people are in that bdsm kink life they're, yes yes they're not only participating in it mm-hmm. they're teaching it when we went to yep. Naughty in New Orleans, almost all the black instructors when it came, all the instructors when it came to BDS, they were all black. They were people, black couples. So, um, so we are in there. Um, And one thing I'm happy about is that the social media sphere has really exposed that. Um, That's right. People don't have to be afraid um, to learn about it, to participate in it. So I think social media really changed the culture quite a bit in that regard. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely, man. Couldn't I mean, I think more. when we first got into the lifestyle, we realized well, we ain't that kinky at all. <laughs> and I know, right? Right. Yeah, we're like, oh, you're doing that? We got to kick this I'm shit like, up a notch. No, nah, that's not something. Electrocute? You trying to electrocute me? No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> just because, like, you don't. It's like, y'all not going to have sex. Y'all just going to electrocute Going to shock me. Yes. Yeah. Don't like, worry about it. We're, like, we're no. going to turn the volume down for you, baby. Yeah. Gonna, I was like, <laughs> so I, I understand 
um, I understand that world and those, and I'll say this, um, like the kink community, they overlap, but the kink community is separate from the lifestyle community. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. Mm -hmm. Kink does find its way into lifestyle, but it really is a separate community. Yep. Yep. Um, and so in the little bit that we've dibbled and dabbled in, I was like, oh, that's, I'm, I'm good on that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you, you know, it's, I think it's how people receive pleasure is always very fascinating to me. And so yeah. being able to explore and look at the different ways that people, um, give and receive pleasure and mm -hmm. that, you know, there is a community of black folks that are heavily involved as Barbara said in that is really um inspiring and amazing and i yes. for them and they can't beat my ass so <laughs> <laughs> they don't want Matt, their problems they don't want that smoke yeah <laughs> i like a little spanking every now and then though uh, -huh. uh what a sweet talker says that nipple clamps and rope play Ooh wait yeah yes. and what play rope rope rope, rope play yes That's what i'm talking yeah. about Yes. No, but I, I, I love rope play right now. I find it to be very, very yeah. sexy. It is oh, sexy. I have a question for Trist. Oh, uh, get her. Yo, so um there when we were on the Bliss Cruise, uh we we went to the BDSM room and there was this guy that was, you know, whipping women with this uh -huh. really elaborate whip. It and he looked really good at it. Yes. <laughs> Bell was there like, oh, that looks really nice. I'm not fucking with it because he's white and I'm not trying to be whipped by a white man. Mm -hmm. um, do you? <laughs> no, go bring it. Similar feeling in that regard. Like, um, no. Does so it we, matter the race of the whipper? No, it doesn't. Um, actually, we, we have some really good friends that we met on our uh, last trip to uh, Desire. And they are white. And it was perfectly fine. Yeah. I, I was I was I was okay with it. And I think it just all goes back to what one of our other sweet talkers um said that it just goes with the vibe and the energy. Um and, yeah. and, and again it just goes back to my point for me. It it goes with that aspect of the vibe and the energy that I'm getting from that person. And they were super cool. You know, we talked about what we were going to do, and they made sure, you know, they walked through it with me. The husband and the wife participated, mm -hmm. um, and, and it was a beautiful thing. Yeah. It, can I chime in? Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it really was. And like she said, it wasn't, it wasn't like a, what you would imagine, like, like a dominant, like, like a real dominant affair. It was more sensual and it sexy was. than anything. Yeah. Uh, like she said, he was very careful. He was real concerned. He talked to her. He rubbed her after every like little smack. And it wasn't very forceful. It was real gentle and like rhythmic. Um, it was like a little sexy dance. It was, it was hot. It was hot. And yeah. color was the last thing on my mind. Yeah, it really was. I, just I mean, because his wife was like rubbing on me while he was spanking on her. I wouldn't think about that shit. <laughs> no, I well, just think that it just depends on the way that it's done. You know, yeah. um, everybody has different levels yeah. of how of they comfort. actually, yeah, mm -hmm. with their comfort and, and how they do it. They just so happen to do it in a very sensual way. Mm -hmm. So it made my experience great. Yeah. Yeah. And same for me. I got to say, uh, as being a part of that, it was, it was nice. It was nice. To yeah, see. But that was a dope question, man. Someone else agrees in the, uh, in the, uh, the chat there. Yeah. So one of the other sweet talkers says that the lifestyle has evolved so much 
They've been in since 2002. More black couples have attended the clubs now and the BDSM. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I mean, folks that we've hung out with have told us, um, you know, just on the vacations we went on that like that like the there's been an a significant increase in the in the black presence uh, yeah. at some of these uh, you know resorts and uh, lifestyle events. So, you know, it's a good time. That's right. That's yeah. right, man. So our history. We out here, just keep on coming out here. Let's keep on um, finding your tribe, keep hanging out with your people. Tell, you know, tell your friends, man. <laughs> you know, teach one, teach one. <laughs> like this, I got a secret to tell you. That's right, that's right. Just we try, man. We, we be trying to get our vanilla people. Like, you know, we're like, yo, we 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 think about them, we talk about them. We're like, you know, what? Yeah. they ready. Uh-huh. Yeah, we do the same we shit. We do too. <laughs> like, just hold on, wait. <laughs> Let's pause for a second. Let yeah. are they ready? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, man. So listen, folks. This has been dope. This has been a fantastic episode. Fantastic experience. Thank you guys for pushing y'all envelope here. Uh, wanted to find out if y'all had anything upcoming, anything the sweet talkers need to look out for. Um. Well. I mean, we're still in the house. So. Yeah, <laughs> one, one thing I want to say, I'm, yeah. I'm glad we got a taste of the lifestyle before this pandemic because it might yes. I know, right? after this. Man. Yes. But yeah, no, we still, you know, we still pumping out our episodes. You know, you sure. can, um, you know, just find us um, on iTunes, anywhere you get your um, anyway, right. podcast, uh, you know, email us at the Black and, K- at Black and Kinky Lifestyle at gmail.com or on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Just search Black and Kinky. You will find us. Find them, folks. It is worth your time. <laughs> you know, these two are dope, dope content creators, man. We appreciate everything you guys are doing. Thank y'all for kicking it with us. Don't hang up. We're going to stop the live stream now, folks. But I'm going to keep talking to Black and Kinky. I don't know about y'all. <laughs> All right, sweet talkers. All right, Thank sweet you talkers. guys for Thanks. joining. We loved it. We love the participation. We really appreciate y'all. Y'all have a good one. Bye. Bye. All right, sweet talkers. Once again, don't forget to check out altplayground.net for all of your lifestyle needs. If you're looking for like-minded people, events, parties, or just a ton of resources, check out altplayground.net. See you there. Again, we'd like to thank you for living a sweet life with us. To everyone who couldn't join us live in the suite, check out our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Feel free to email us at livingthesweetlifepodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at thesweetlifepodcast and on Twitter at sweetlifepod. Don't forget to subscribe to us on our YouTube channel at Living the Sweet Life Podcast so that you can be a sweet talker the next time. So do you have anything else to say to our lovely guests? Until next time, keep living a sweet life. Bye.